so what actually helped me a lot to attract those clients and then to close those clients was to position myself as the go-to person but also showing who I was so I would say that for a service-based business um, they will buy the person first welcome to million grinders the podcast for creatives marketers and service-based entrepreneurs who are navigating the difficult path to success as entrepreneurs I'm your host Erica Peter. So LinkedIn has been there for ages, but still a lot of service-based entrepreneurs are not using it because they still think that it's only useful for people who are looking for jobs. If you're like me, you probably heard that LinkedIn is a powerful platform to get clients because the reach is far more superior than a social media platform like Instagram. But still, I wouldn't know how to find clients on LinkedIn. That's why for this episode, I interviewed Jenny Kaur, a LinkedIn specialist. Hello, Jenny. Welcome to the Million Grinders podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So for those who don't know you, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm Jenny Kaur. I live in London. And I am a LinkedIn coach for service-based businesses and coaches. Okay. So how did you get into LinkedIn? What led you to use the platform? Okay. So um, two years ago, I was um, I started an agency and I changed my niche. And I started doing financial advisors and wealth managers. And I knew that they were on LinkedIn. And I was like, I have to learn how to use LinkedIn to get clients. Um, that's how I started. It was a little bit of hit and miss at the beginning, but then I had my first um, 2,500 retainer client coming to me on LinkedIn. And then it's when I realized the power of the platform and that I could make it big. And I grew my agency um, using LinkedIn. And then I really enjoyed that a lot. And I transitioned to LinkedIn coaching. So did you learn everything by yourself? Well, not everything. I had mentors and I still have mentors up to this day. It's super important. But I could say that a lot of testing and experimentation that I did was all by myself. Mm -hmm. Because honestly speaking, I feel like there is a gap in terms of the field of teaching the ins and outs of LinkedIn. I see a lot of people talking about it, but I feel like it's very general. You know, there are not that many LinkedIn specialists. How come? Yeah, there is actually a big gap on the market. And I can tell you that because even myself, when I was looking for a mentor, it took me two years. Because if you want to be the best, you got to like partner up with the best. And it took me two years. And that's how... I really realized there was a huge gap on the market because um, there's a lot of um, people doing LinkedIn, right? But how many people are actually doing LinkedIn the right way? That's that's a question. So for me, it was difficult to find the right guidance. And it's actually difficult for a lot of people that I've been talking with to mm -hmm. find the right guidance too on the platform. It's a big miss, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's a platform that because it's seen as a corporate and only like recruiters or CEOs will use a platform, people like in the creative space, they don't even think about LinkedIn when they think about mm -hmm. kind of 
So probably that's why there is a big, big gap. Yes, definitely. And it's funny that you say that because, as you know, most of our listeners are actually creatives, marketers, and other service-based entrepreneurs. And like you said, many of them don't believe LinkedIn is for them. So I guess my first question is, what kind of business is it for? Who should be on it? Is it for everybody? Well, I think everyone should be on LinkedIn. Um, when I first got started, it was kind of like a hate-love relationship because I, I think a lot of people start with a platform thinking that that's not for them, but they have to learn it because it's a gold mine. But it's for everyone. I would say um, it's a bit difficult if, for example, you have an e-commerce. But even that, I've seen people doing a lot of sales through LinkedIn just because they're showing their products, they're showing their, they're building their reputation, they're building their story brand there, and they make a lot of sales from, from LinkedIn, surprisingly. So I would say it's for everyone in business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so LinkedIn has been there for a long time, which means that a lot of people have had the LinkedIn account for years and they haven't been using it. And, you know, as you said, when they think about LinkedIn, they mainly think about the corporate world. So what would you say to someone who's hesitating to get back on there? Why is LinkedIn so powerful? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I think um, LinkedIn is known to be a platform for the corporate world because it is how it started. So when they start with the platform, there were a lot of CEOs, Fortune 500 companies on the platform using it for um, to recruit people and um, to build a brand. But I think that three years ago, we started seeing like a really, really huge number of self-employed people, um, freelancers, um, creatives on the platform. So for me, it was a shock to get back on the platform because I've been having LinkedIn since 2016 probably but I thought that it was only worth having if I was looking for a job not to actually mm-hmm. get business <laughs> for my business and when I started kind of like going through the different type of networks so you can find people that are in the corporate world then you can also have freelancers then you can also find therapists. Then it opens up a huge new world and you kind of have to change the belief about the platform itself. Mm-hmm. So earlier you were talking about the fact that LinkedIn helped you find clients. So how can a service-based entrepreneur find a client on LinkedIn? What should they do? Yeah, so what actually helped me a lot to attract those clients and then to close those clients was to position myself as a go-to person, but also showing who I was. So I would say that for a service-based business, um, they will buy the person first. They will buy the personal brand first. They would actually, the way you're perceived on the platform, it really can make you or break you mm-hmm. because your network are the ones that are going to say, okay, I perceive this person as like a, as, as the best, as the go-to, or I perceive this person as a beginner wannabe, which is what we don't want. So I would say to work a lot on your personal brand, to work a lot on your content, to work a lot on what is it you stand for, 
who is the person that you want to work with why are you working with those type of people what are where's uh where do you come from because we see a lot of people at the very top and a lot of also a lot of wannabes right let's be honest um Mm -hmm. but if they actually like if you use your own story if you use your own failures and if you use like okay i start here and now i'm i'm at this point is because of my clients. This is how I grew on the platform. This is how I got clients. This is how I'm reaching six figures, whatever that is. Because the best asset they have, the best asset a creative has is themselves, right? So I think that leveraging your own story in a strategic way is the best way to go about getting clients and being noticed. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So what should people do to get noticed on LinkedIn? Well, uh, I would say that you have to be really active, well, really proactive on when it comes to engaging with other people's posts. Because mm. if you engage with someone that has, let's say, 5,000 followers, but has a really active network, if you go and comment on their post, a lot of people, well, basically their network that you are not connected with will notice that comment. And if you are actually providing value and giving your opinion and where you stand for, you will start having people requesting you to connect. And then it's when the magic happens. It's all about leveraging your network and the people that has a lot of influence in the platform so you can start growing with those type of of people and that's that's key if not only to work to to work with the people you want to work with but for your personal brand because once you have them in your ecosystem you just have to leverage who you are in your personal brand to get them as a client get collaborations or whatever it is that you want to choose mm-hmm. as a content marketing strategist i always tell people to pick their social media platform carefully because it's a lot of work so for someone who would be interested in putting more energy into LinkedIn. How often should they be active on LinkedIn to get results? Yeah, so I think we should we should divide this in, into parts. Because when we say active, um, that means posting, but also that means engaging. So when it comes to posting, we should be looking at a time frame from Monday to Friday. So at least it has to be five times per week. And I would recommend to always do it at the same hour so you can actually test and see the results. But also you have to engage with people on a daily basis. So what I do with this is I blog the first hour in the morning to get the content ready if I haven't done it the week before, and I have a list of 10 people that I want to engage with, and five of them are like with big, big, big networks. I'm, 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 I mean, 20, like 200,000 people on their network. And I just go and I comment on their post. Um, I like their post. I also reply to, to other people's opinions. Um, and that's an activity that it's it should not take you more than 20 minutes and then posting. So those, because there's a big difference between being active and being proactive. So being active doesn't mean that, but because when you're getting started, you tend to spend a lot of time on the platform just because you're new 
and you maybe don't have an, a dynamic of how it's going to work. But I would say posting and engaging in our people's post, it's the key to succeed in, in LinkedIn and have clients. Mm-hmm. So what kind of content is LinkedIn looking for? Are we talking about pictures, videos, just sentences or blog posts? Yeah, so um, I've tried everything. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can say that um, when it comes to video, for some reason, because the algorithm is done this way, you won't have as many views as when you have a text. If you do a text, I would always, always advise to link a picture of yourself. So let's say that you're talking about your journey and what you've learned with your journey. For example, I was talking about how I left everything, moved to London, because I'm from Spain, right? So I moved to London to start my business. And I post a picture of, like, it was me two, two years ago, almost three years ago now, with my two suitcases, super scared, and be like, okay, I have a dream, and now I have to chase that dream. And that post alone gave me two clients and oh, wow. two podcast collaborations. That post alone, just because people can relate to who you are more than they can relate to the service that you have. So that's the key. Mm-hmm. So is it possible to use other content that was used on other social media platforms on LinkedIn? Because I've seen people, for instance, sharing quotes they use on Instagram and we share them on LinkedIn. What is your take about those things? Do you think that there is a specific type of content that is better for LinkedIn? That's a great question. And I already, um, I also like experiment myself with that. So I would say that it, it, always, it always comes down to what's your goal. Before you even post or before you even create a, con- a piece of content, like, okay, what's my aim with this? What do I want people to do with my content? Is it like engagement? Do I want them to comment on my post? Do I want them to reach out to me? What What is the action that I'm looking for? So the structure that I'm following with my content on LinkedIn is a structure that I would never follow with Instagram or with Facebook. Now, um, what I've been doing is I create a post about, let's say, a quote that I do on LinkedIn, and I put some context on it, and I copy and paste that on Facebook and on Instagram. But I would recommend to do it this way, not the other way around, just because if someone posts something something on LinkedIn and they don't get enough engagement, LinkedIn will immediately say that that piece of content it's not relevant and they will the algorithm will not push your content to to a top search that's how we do it i wouldn't do it the other way around mm-hmm. okay so let's say you convince someone what's the first thing they should do to improve their linkedin profile the first thing they should do uh, is have a clear goal of okay how do you want to be perceived in this platform that's the number one thing. The second, the second thing would be, what do I want to achieve with this? So if, let's say, it's conversions, it sells. Okay, so I first need to have a nice picture, professional picture. I need to be really clear on who I work with, how do I help them, through what type of systems, 
And then on probably on the cover picture should be the same. It should appear the same thing that in your header. So let's say I'm a LinkedIn coach. I'm helping consultants get more clients through LinkedIn, through content and brand positioning. So that's a message should be again on the header. That's one thing on the front end. Um, and on, on, the, on the content side, it always should be directly related to the audience that you want to speak with. Even if at the very beginning, you don't get the audience that you want, but eventually you will. So those are the two good things that I would recommend. Okay. So we're moving toward the end of this interview and I have two more questions for you. The number one is, what are the biggest mistakes people make on LinkedIn? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, the biggest mistake, and I'm laughing because that was me too, but... The biggest mistake is, well, they actually have two biggest mistakes, which I'm also like guilty of that. But the biggest one is automating using third-party automation softwares to mm. call pitch everyone, send 100 TMs a day. This is really, really bad. And if you guys are listening to this, please don't do this um, because LinkedIn will red flag your profile. They will block mm. you from sending more connections. And if it gets really, really bad, they will send you to LinkedIn jail, which means that you will not be able to recover your profile. Um, just because if they see that you haven't engaged with that person you're requesting a connection, uh, uh, like requesting to connect with, they will immediately know that you've been using automation. So that's one. Um, and the second one, when it comes to content, is posting content and hoping for the best or posting once every month and hoping that they, that will, you know, help them get clients. That's that's the two biggest mistakes. Posting without strategy, posting without a clear goal in mind. Um, so that are the two biggest mistakes that I've been seeing. I mean, yes, it makes sense. It's like that for any social media platform, actually. When it comes to content, you need to have clear goals in mind. Otherwise, it would be hard to direct people to take action, and therefore it would be hard to get results. Um, so before closing this interview, I would like to know if there is one thing you'd like people to remember, what would it be? Okay, yeah, what I would like people to remember from this interview is that everyone starts with zero and with nothing. Um, and don't compare yourself with someone that has been on the platform for three years, two years, year, because that's really not good for your own progress and also to be patient because even if you've been posting every day for a week and you're still hearing crickets that's completely normal that's completely fine you just gotta work your way up so that's what I wish someone would have told me when I was getting started on LinkedIn. Jenny thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions so before leaving would you mind telling my audience where they could find you? Yeah so they can find me on my LinkedIn profile, which is Jenny Core, or they can find me on Instagram, which is It's Jenny Core. And I, on LinkedIn, I have pieces of content every day. And I also post quite a, a lot of content on Instagram too. Awesome. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you rate this podcast a five star. It will help me keep this going. Talk to you soon.